Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Podcast Rebellion. I am Zach Berry, and I'm joined by Juco All-American. Unfortunately, Michael Borky is not here. Uh, he is being a true patriot and is partaking in adult beverages at the bar watching the U.S. of A. take on Argentina. Uh, so me and Juco are here uh, for you. Borky doesn't care for you, so we are here to talk about Ole Miss and all things. So, uh, Juco, how you doing tonight? Well, I'm actually uh, fixing myself a drink as well um, in honor of the soccer team, the football Americano team um, that Wilkie is at the bar watching. I am at home not watching, but still, you know, paying my respects, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess I should have clarified. Uh, I am watching, and uh, we are both drinking adult beverages. We are just not at the bar. Um, so we're multitasking. Um, but yeah, so we'll, uh, I guess, start things off. Um, last week, uh, Ole Miss had a flurry of commitments amid all of the NCAA hoopla. Um, it doesn't seem to really be affecting things right now. Um, so starting things off with the three-star linebacker from Louisiana, Josh Clark, um, what kind of what things should uh, the Ole Miss faithful expect, and what do you think his impact will be? Uh, yeah, um, I I think that he is he's quite good. You want to run through uh, his uh, like size and offers and where he's from, and then we can get going on kind of what he looks like and stuff. Yeah, sure. So um, Josh Clark, he is from uh, I think he's from New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, obviously, uh, but he plays for Riverdale High School, and he's six three two twenty five. Pretty darn good offer sheet. Um, he had plenty of Power 5 offers. He was lacking the uh, obvious offer from LSU. Um, we talked about it in the post about how LSU kind of likes to slow play local guys because more times than not, they can go ahead and throw them at that offer late and it can really change things. Um, yep. But, I mean, before he committed – um, the crystal ball on 247 Sports that we uh, allude to a lot still gave LSU a 25% chance. Um, but, I mean, heck, three-star guy, but definitely a four- or five-star offer sheet. Just a quick glance here. Arizona State, Arkansas, Baylor, Florida, Georgia, Louisville, Mississippi State, Missouri, Tennessee, Texas, um, and then inch from plenty of other power fives. So big time offer sheet. Um, do yeah. you think he's going to have a big time impact? Well, he plays linebacker and, you know, Ole Miss has to, has to sign some quality linebackers in this class. And, you know, I, I was talking with whiskey Wednesday about it. And um, I think that 
first of all, his offer sheet is good, but uh, when you're talking about linebackers who a number of teams kind of like, uh, we have a theory that a bunch of those guys get tons of offers from schools because everybody has to go after, you know, anybody who's decent at linebacker. Mm-hmm. You're, you're signing you're signing three or four uh, in theory in most years. And uh, mm-hmm. so, so a lot of players would get offers. But I, I do really like his game. Uh, I think that he, in combination with Willie Gay, who we'll talk about in a minute, are, are a good sort of package together uh, and, and complement one another. He is, you know, he's, he's a big guy. Uh, I guess he's more, he's more likely to play outside linebacker, though, right, at, uh, at Ole Miss? Is that in the class? Yeah, I would think so. Um, he's more of a rangy, go after the football type guy rather than a man the middle run stopper. Um, so yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah, um, but he is, you know, he, he's he's fast. He's very reliable. I have to be honest in saying that it's a little bit difficult for me to judge linebacker tape very much. I mean, I'm, I'm not a skilled scout in, in anybody, but especially linebackers. Um, a lot of it is that, you know, it's based around what the defensive line does, how they, you know, open up lanes that linebackers can use to get to the running back and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I won't I won't pretend like I understand the intricacies of, of figuring out great linebackers versus very good ones. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, he has the size yeah. you need and he's fast. And so, you know, those two things are, are pretty important there. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, you know, neither one of us are scouts at all by any means. But um, my first thing, looking at his film, you know, he's very uh, very fast. He's your, you know, sideline to sideline guy that you want. I think there are times, because of how big he is, he's 6'3", so he's long. I think he relies a little too much on his length. Um, I think he can get caught up in some some blocks at the second level where he at the high school level can make up for it because he's so fast. And then obviously in the SEC level, it's not going to work. So I I think, you know, getting to Oxford, uh, getting with Dave Womack and, and learning a little bit, you know, a little bit more technique and then, you know, learning the proper angles to take and how to take on a blocker a little bit better and and being able to shed, I think he'll, um, you know, I think he'll be a pretty decent linebacker. Obviously, you mentioned the need for them, so he's going to have every every opportunity that he can he can even want when he gets to campus. Yeah. So, so here's an interesting question. Uh, since we know almost the same amount about both of them, you know, Dante Evans was uh, significant high school linebacker uh, commitment or signee in the last class, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, Josh Clark seems to be the second best linebacker. Well, he's, he's the second linebacker commit we have, or mm-hmm. always has. But uh, would you, if they were coming out in the same year, would you want Dante Evans or uh, Josh Clark? Hmm. This is a good question. Um, I think, hmm. Hey, put me on the spot. Sorry, sorry, I think, uh, spot, yeah. Let me, yeah, let me let me take this for a second. So actually, I think that they're they're very similar in terms of you know the way that they uh, look as prospects. I'm not saying necessarily that their game is similar, but in terms of like their value to a program, I, I think 
nearly yeah. the same. Uh, I would say that Dante Evans' size is sort of a stake in me right now, but I think that he's not. He doesn't have quite as big a frame uh, as as Josh Clark, and, and quite as big an opportunity to kind of fill out and, and become that that bigger guy. Uh, but I could be just totally wrong about that. Uh, I'm, I'm not sitting. I think right now. I think. Uh, well, looking at it right now, um, Ev- Dante Evans is. Two they two four seven sports has him listed two inches shorter, but he's five pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so so potentially, and and I'm glad I remembered that right. So potentially he, uh, you know, has has less room to be able to put on pounds. Now, mm-hmm. not that he necessarily even needs to gain a lot, but we just don't know what what weights are accurate and all that sort of stuff. Sure, sure. Okay, so I guess we can we can move on to uh to the next career if you'd like. Yeah, so uh just sticking with linebacker, um I think I speak for you and everyone else uh in the uh Red Cup uh in our you know, we have, you know, a group text where we all conversate during the day and discuss things and I think everybody was pretty much convinced that Willie Gay was going to announce for Mississippi State last Friday and yeah. uh, definitely shocked me. I'm pretty sure because uh, me and you talked uh, extensively about it. And I think you thought that he was going to be a bulldog as well. And he shocked oh, yeah. and committed, committed to Ole Miss. So um, what do you think the impact of that commitment? Once again, Hugh Freeze going into Starkville and also speak to, you know, what do you think he brings to the position? Obviously it's a position of need. You know, what can he do in year one? Sure. Yeah. It, it's, like I said, it's a big deal to get somebody from Starville. Obviously, a long time to signing day, but uh, it it certainly is is interesting that he was willing to commit this far away from signing day to Ole Miss and continue to live in Starville, Mississippi. Um, I I think that that would lead you to believe that maybe his decision is pretty strong because he, yeah. you know you don't just go like oh I guess I'll go to Ole Miss and have to deal with his crap for, you know, however long. Um, and, you know, A.J. Brown last year, really gay this year. It's uh, it's really surprising, but, you know, those are those are two players that were both among the best in the state each year and, and chose Ole Miss instead of staying home. There are a lot of factors for that. Um, I talked with a, a, a state friend of mine who um, is very reasonable and, uh, you know, said that he thought that one – Ole Miss has won the Egg Bowl, and, you know, that matters to a lot of people uh, in the state. Ole Miss has won three of the last four years and, and looks to add another this year. Uh, Ole Miss wins big games against teams like Alabama, and Mississippi State has struggled to, to win games like that. Also, it's possible, you know, Willie Gay just wanted to kind of get out of get out of circle. And, and there's, you know, a bigger playing opportunity or playing time opportunity in Oxford uh, more immediately. Sure. Uh, yeah. When I look at Willie Gay's film, he is the rare linebacker who I can tell is fantastic. He um, he is awesome in run stopping and even better in coverage. He is, I mean, I, I I don't claim to know a ton about this, but when you watch him, you can tell that like his hips move the way they're supposed to when he's trying to cover a, a running back out of the backfield or anything like that. I mean, he is just he's quick and agile, and you know he. he doesn't overcommit. I, I think that he is going to have a, a really strong career in Oxford. And 
like I said earlier, I mean, you know, there's there's tons of opportunity for that. Uh, Rummel Menio, isn't that how you say his name? I don't remember. We 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 figured it out for like a week, and everybody forgot again. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's only a one-year guy from Oregon State, and uh, you know, past him there's the Marcus Gates and. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Terry Caldwell is going to also yeah. be graduating. So, you know, we'll, there will be ample opportunity for any linebacker who's any good to, to kind of step in and, and potentially even start. And that's something that he could he could maybe do. Um, again, if you wanted to run through his, his size and offers just so that people can kind of have an idea, then uh, we can keep going. Yeah. Um, so – I mean, I, I I agree wholeheartedly with with everything you said. You know, just wanting to get away from Starkville. I think a lot of times people can get lost in the fact of a hometown. And you know, we we went through this on signing day with AJ Brown, where you know, just because they grew up there doesn't mean they're state fans. Um, oh yeah, and, and and let me let me say I, I want you to continue, but let me just say I I, I wasn't saying that. Uh, wanted to get it away from Starkville because Starkville is such a terrible place. I was actually just saying, you know, he, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Uh, you know, he could just want to get away because he's always grown up there, and that's you know a place. Uh, yeah, that, sure. You know, he, he was kind of tired of, of of being there, or maybe you know whatever. He just wanted to kind of see what else there was out there. Yeah, and um, you know he he was quoted as saying that he just followed his heart. Um, so you know, I think I read an article. I think. Um, Neil McCready of Rivals, when he interviewed him, he said after the state championship game that he could really see himself playing on this field. So, you know, a lot of times these kids, you know, they they just have, you know, very in, in, instinctful impulses where, you know, hey, you know, it just really clicked all of a sudden, like, hey, I want to play here. Um, you know, with A.J. Brown, you know, I think Dan Mullen and them really took advantage of of him being right there and I think that they just kind of figured well he'll just come because he's here and I think Hugh Freeze and his staff took advantage of that and really honed in on him and recruited him hard and eventually swayed him I think with Willie it was just kind of like you said he just wants to get out and see what else is out there so um but going back to his you know he's 6'2 215 um I still think he's going to play linebacker. He's going to play an outside linebacker like a DeMarcus Gates. I think he's going to grow into that frame. Um, but I think he has, like you said, he has the athleticism and the speed to be able to possibly play that Tony Connor Husky-type role because he can run so well. And like you said, he you know can really move his – you know turn his hips and run, drop step, stay with running backs and receivers. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Another yeah, guy who's got a. I, I had not thought of him like that. That's, that's an interesting, interesting uh, idea. I mean, that's that's reasonable. I know that uh, Ole Miss is recruiting C.J. Avery to to play that position. Uh, yeah. So, so if they're able to land him, I would think that they would they would just continue to keep Gay at that linebacker. But yeah, that's, that's definitely an interesting thought. Um, you know, another thing, you know, this is another linebacker that Ole Miss has got a commitment from who has a really good offer sheet. Um, Willie Gay's got offers from Alabama, Cal, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Mississippi State, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Southern Miss, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. I mean, that's pretty much uh, (laughs) – if if, if any kid's wanting to get recruited, I think that's an offer sheet that he would take. 
Yeah, and I can tell you, you know, Michigan really, really wanted him. Michigan fans were, were yep. upset when he committed to Ole Miss. Uh, and I, yeah, and Tennessee, right? It seems like Tennessee fans have, for some reason, thought they yeah. had a chance with that. I don't know. Yeah, I know um, Robert Gillespie and Tommy Thigpen were his primary recruiters, and they're two of Butch Jones's uh, big-time headhunters when it comes to uh, recruiting. Um, 247 Sports actually lists who is recruiting who, um, which is, you know, it you know kind of shows who is, you know, a big-time. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, Harbaugh had the satellite camp um, – in Mississippi, mainly for Cam Akers, who we will talk about a little bit later, for Willie Gay. So, yeah, he definitely made Willie Gay a priority, and Ole Miss was able to uh, secure that commitment. So, huge deal. Yep. So, um, two linebackers. Uh, also, Ole Miss, uh, the other two guys uh, we'll go into was an offensive lineman, out of Greenville, uh, who uh, we talked about a little bit today on the website. Nobody really knew who he was, but Levante Epson, a three-star offensive guard from Washington School. Um, have you had a chance to really look at him at all? Yeah. Uh, I would say I'll be upfront and say that I haven't watched a ton of film on him. Um, I watched like one film of a one-on-one and maybe his maybe like one season of highlights, but uh, I don't really know. I mean, he, he looks, he looks fine. Um, he, he definitely has like quick feet, all that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't necessarily know that he looks like a dominant lineman. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know he could play either guard or defensive tackle, or at least, you know, in theory, he could play either of those. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, can't know for sure that, that he's being recruited as, a, as an offensive lineman or anything like that. Um, if I remember his offer sheet, he listed uh, a Bama offer, and they maybe offered when he was a sophomore. Um, and Mississippi State offer and Ole Miss, and then maybe like an obscure school like Cal. I mean, not obscure as in like not mattering, but just like a random school that. <laughs> yeah. So. Of. Yeah. So Cal. Um... They're really hammering the state of Mississippi. Uh, there's a uh, assistant coach connection to the state. Uh, so he had a Cal offer. Um, he had an offer from the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana, Lafayette, and Middle Tennessee State. You mentioned Mississippi State, and then he had Southern Miss and Tennessee. Um, okay. So uh, we talked about, you know, who the recruiters are. Um, and, you know, his offer from Bama came uh, a year ago. Um, he did have Bo Davis and Burton Burns, uh, who are two of Saban's big recruiting guys. Um, so more times than not, you know, the, the, these recruiting sites list who has an offer from where. Um, a lot of times, some, you know, the offer may not be a committable offer. Um, for those who don't know what that means, it's just they might have extended an offer to them, but it it's not a guarantee. Sometimes, yeah. The, num- the numbers don't add up, and if they have an offer, they let the kid know, hey, sorry, that offer does not stand anymore. So who knows if it's committable, but it's listed as an offer. So if Alabama wants you, then I think Nick Saban does a decent job of recognizing talent. Um, well, we do, I think know you would agree. At least, we do know at least at some point they did want him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't I don't think they're going to waste their time in the state of Mississippi if if they don't want the kid at all. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, but, uh, again, he he does look he does look good. Uh, you know, it's not it's not necessarily all that puzzling that Ole Miss took this commitment, especially with the way that Ole Miss likes to uh, take some guards who maybe are bigger projects but have the mm-hmm. frames they need and that sort of thing. He's a pretty – he's a big guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's listed at 6'3", 315. And, yeah, uh, yeah you mentioned how well he moves. Uh, I know recently he uh, stood out at the varsity preps uh, camp in Raymond, Mississippi, um, I know Rival, we, we mentioned it today on the site, um, he looked very well uh, in one-on-one drills, and I kind of thought the same, and then uh, Rival's uh, recruiting analyst, Woody Womack, uh, said the same thing, but he kind of has a mean streak, kind of a um, you know finisher mentality in one-on-one drills, so that's something that you that you want on the interior, you want, you know, mean guys, you know, kind of that Javon Patterson, Rod Taylor type, you know, road grader type uh, type attitude. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned Ole Miss wanting to take chances on linemen. They just signed a really good offensive line class. So I think they're kind of in position to where they could take a chance on a project and try to develop him. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I think that, you know, solid pickup. I think Ole Miss has done a really good job under Hugh Freeze recognizing you know, uh, underrated talent in state and, you know, finding those guys and, you know, maybe not in Mississippi, but other places as well. Um, so. well and they can particularly afford to take bigger projects if they get the offensive line class that you and I kind of think that they, they likely will, assuming not nothing crazy happens with, uh, with the NCAA uh, yeah. investigation. Yeah. I mean, all the, uh, the dominoes are ready to fall. It's just a matter of time. Uh, I, I think you would agree with me on that. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then uh, the final commitment that Ole Miss got last week um, after the two linebackers and uh, Mr. Epson uh, was a defensive back from Oxford, um, Mr. Devin Rocket, who uh, – the name reflects the uh, style of play, um, <laughs> yes, to say the least. So, uh, yes. what do you see in uh, Mr. Rocket? So, yeah, he's uh, from Oxford High School, plays corner, and is is very fast. That is that's that's the best part of his game. He apparently, what's the what do they call the Mississippi State camp? Big Dog is that what the is that the camp he went to? Yeah, I think camp. it's I, th- I think it's Big Dog. Okay. Um, well, at that, he apparently ran a hand time four three something, four three <laughs> yeah. seven or eight or something like that. Um, which, regardless of the fact that his hand time is pretty fast, and you know, you watch his video, and he is noticeably fast. I mean, he, I would say that maybe his ability is not as like, if, if we're playing old-school NCAA football that used to exist before, like, people realized how exploitative, exploitative that was, although I wish it would come back. 
um, if his speed was like 95, and say his agility is like 85. <laughs> okay. Do you think that? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I agree. Um, so yeah, I just think that like he, he's he's very good, and uh, he obviously was was effective against AJ Brown when when they played. Um, although I think that AJ Brown like torched the rest of the secondary uh, at, at Oxford High School. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But but yeah, apparently uh, Rocket really kind of kind of did an all right job against him, whereas nobody else did, and. Uh, I watched this film. There are a lot of pass breakups. Uh, he does a good job of like staying with people. Obviously, having strong, having big speed will help that because when you take a misstep, you can kind of catch back up. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you know he didn't really have a lot of offers. I think his only other major offer was Mississippi State, but he was offered so early by Ole Miss, you have to think that the, they like him. I mean, you know, they, they don't usually do this with players that are, that they evaluate as being only mediocre. Yeah. Players mm-hmm. I think about in the, in the past who've kind of been puzzling at this point, but later been like, oh, this is obvious, are um, Evan Ingram and uh, Zedrick Woods. You know, those were, those were two guys who were like three stars that – uh, committed really early in the process and then turned out, well, I guess it's too early to know for sure on, on Zedrick Woods. I think he played a lot as a freshman. Uh, Evan Ingram turned yeah. out to be you know, a superstar. So. Yeah, he turned out to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he he's obviously very fast. Um, I think the fastest he was clocked at at the Ole Miss Elite Camp, um, which was uh, Ole Miss offered him on the spot after that camp. I think he ran a 4.38 hand time, so take it as, you know, um, obviously that's not, you know, an official time, but still, that's moving. Um, you can see the speed on film. Um, I, I think uh, in coverage, he he uh, he has really good timing because he's, he's, not, he's not the biggest, but um, you know, going against a bigger, more physical receiver like A.J. Brown, he was able to um, break up passes and affect, you know, his catch radius. Um, and then I Is think Starkville. Yeah, that's a train. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so I think once Starkville figured it out that they were going to have much success throwing on his side of the field, that they started moving A.J. around, putting him in the slot. And then, you know, he, I think I, I think he had something – I think he might have had close to 20 catches in that game. Um, I actually caught the end of it. Um, and, yeah, he pretty much had his way. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he, he's he got some, you know, playmaking ability maybe in the return game. I don't know if this is, you know, maybe they're going to try to put him in some kind of punt return, kick return role. But I think the uh, I think the opportunity to play in the secondary is there. Um, he looks, you know, a lot of times you see high school kids that are just athletes and they're just kind of making plays because they're athletic. But I mean, he, he looks to have some true coverage ability. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think at, like you said, Ole Miss recognized the talent early and went ahead and gave him an offer. And he obviously has been wanting to play at Ole Miss. So he went ahead and pulled the trigger. Yep. So <clears throat> moving on. Uh, we, we alluded to it earlier. 
Uh, we brought it up on the site. Uh, Ole Miss had a visitor, uh, so you'll be listening to this uh, Wednesday or Thursday or whenever. But on Tuesday, Ole Miss had a visit from uh, five-star running back Cam Akers, who's from Clinton, Mississippi. Um, if you want to kind of give your thoughts on what kind of player he is and what you think his recruitment is going to look like come signing day. Yeah, yeah, real quick. I know we need to go, but uh, he is an all-around great back. He doesn't appear to have, you know, a glaring flaw to his game. He's not like a, a big but slow guy or a quick but small guy. I mean, he is – if he signs with Ole Miss, he is the – most likely running back to make the NFL upon signing with Ole Miss since, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's ever. he's arguably he's arguably the highest-rated guy that has been, if he commits and signs, he, he will be the highest-rated guy since Enrique Davis. And Enrique Davis was a complete bust, but yeah. Enrique was a five-star. He was, he was. He was also a post-grad. Um, that's, that's true. Went to the, uh, I guess, the defunct Hargrave Military Academy. Well, Hargrave Military Academy still exists. It just well, doesn't exist the in the fo- same capacity. <laughs> is the football program still a thing there? I'm sure it is, but, you know, the, the way the NCAA changed up all the post-grad rules really kind of ended places like Hargrave uh, in, in the, like, we yeah. could be one year for all the four- and five-star players who don't qualify to, like, make it. <laughs> Um, you know, by, by making it so that uh, in order to use post-grad credits, you had to have a, like, diagnosable learning disability. They kind of made it made it tougher for schools like that. <laughs> I feel like I feel like IMG has taken the place of Hargrave and not – obviously, it's not a military – it's not a military academy, but a lot of kids just transfer there all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, go, go back to Cam Akers. You know, just so everyone knows, he has offers from wherever he wants and yes. is compared to great running back after great running back. Um, he's from Clinton, and, you know, fingers crossed he ends up at Ole Miss because he, he really could solidify that position for three years. Yeah, I think the most recent comparison that I have heard from a couple of rivals recruiting analyst was Nick Chubb. And last time I checked, Nick Chubb was pretty damn good at Georgia. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's it's difficult to like go ahead and put that on somebody. But his tape, his, his high school film against Mississippi high schools, which are very hit or miss, uh, is excellent. I mean, he is He's very, very good, and there are times uh, I think that he he averaged eight and a half yards per carry uh, his junior year, and I don't know how it wasn't higher than that. I mean, he there are times where he just goes nuts, and you think he's going to go down, you think he's going to go down, and he just stays up and then outruns everybody after he's already like been hit a couple of times. Yeah, um, and he also. He primarily plays quarterback for Clinton. Yeah, yeah. 
um, which is kind of funny, but they basically just run the zone read and he keeps it probably 99% of the time. So, yeah. Um, I was wondering that when I was watching some of the film, like they would go after the other guy and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, like, let the other guy get it. I mean, if, 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 if Akers decides to hand it off, you know, just let the other guy see if the people behind you can do something about him. But your job is to stop Akers. Yeah, so the numbers are impressive. I mean, I know he uh, he can actually throw the ball pretty well. I know he threw for over 2,000 yards last year, but he really? – um, I don't know the exact – yeah. Um, so I know that he can, he can throw it a little bit, but, yeah, he's going to get his yards running, which is impressive because everybody knows he's going to get it. So, uh-huh. um yeah, he. Uh, I'm. I mean, I think you would agree with me that he is definitely priority number one for the staff. Oh yeah, and, and just because of just just because of the lack of being able to sign, you know, linebackers been a problem, but running back has also been a problem when they can't get that marquee guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess in theory, a player like Marvin Wilson is priority number one. You know, the the number one player in the country, defensive tackle. Defensive tackle is. A need position. It's not a, a, a terrible need at the moment, but you know, it, it doesn't. There's not a ton of depth there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it speaks to Cam Akers in that like Ole Miss has signed Evan Swinney and Devon Penniman in the last two years at running back, and has glaring holes at at defense because of significant misses last year uh, in in recruiting on that side of the ball. And yet, Ken Akers is still probably the number one target for, for the staff. He's just – he's so good. Yeah, and I think um, – and, and I think this also speaks to how important he is because they do have an in with a uh, a local guy for me um, from Nashville, Ty Chandler, whose father, Chico Chandler, played at Ole Miss. And I feel like they've pretty much turned all their attention on Cam Akers. Um, now, I'm not speaking for the staff. I don't obviously know, but the recent crystal ball activity for Ty Chandler shows that he's starting to look at Tennessee a little more. Um, so the staff might just be going all in for Cam Akers. Um, you know, we'll see in the coming months. But uh, he's obviously very important to this staff, obviously being an in-state guy. Um, he came to Oxford for the LSU game. Um, or no, I'm sorry. He was – uh, after the LSU – or no, yeah, he came to Oxford for the LSU game. After the win, he he was committed to Alabama. He decommitted after that game. And, you know, who – I mean, obviously it's – maybe he was reconsidering some things. Um, he's obviously been to Oxford quite a bit. Um, we mentioned he came there today with his mom and his brother, I believe. Um, he tweets a lot about Ole Miss, you know, who knows, with with kids and social media. But – I'm. I think you agree with me that he is priority number one. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and with that, I actually probably need to go, uh, and I'm sure you <laughs> do because we kind of have run over what we talked about. So. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So. Um, yeah. Um, gonna wrap it up. Uh, Got to cook some dinner here. Watch some. Uh, watch some soccer. Try to get on Borky's level. Um, he's at the bar uh, somewhere. In the Jackson area, um, probably wearing some stars and stripes of some sort. But uh, Juco, appreciate you joining us. And um, we will uh, catch you guys next week. Hopefully uh, we'll have four more commits to talk about. (laughs) 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.